Welcome to a realm where personal growth meets expansive spirituality and where we're not just scratching the surface. We're diving deep, widening our perspectives and having a darn good time doing it. This is the Enlightened Podcast and I am your host, Jen Hamilton. You'll enjoy an infusion of motivation, empowerment and inspiration that will resonate in every aspect of your life. Expect captivating stories, heartfelt musings, and my own personal experiences. But that's not all. I'm bringing awe-inspiring individuals to the table, so get ready to meet some remarkable souls whose wisdom and stories will leave you spellbound. No topic is off limits here. Brace yourself for raw authenticity, unfiltered vulnerability, and yes, the occasional splash of explicit language. We're delving into the realms of the esoteric, mystical, and the woo-woo, unafraid to explore the extraordinary. So if you are ready to venture beyond the surface, to explore the depths of your soul, and to awaken the magic of life, if your heart says yes, then hit that play button and let the Enlightened Podcast guide you on this remarkable expedition. Hello, beautiful human, and welcome to another episode of the Enlifen Podcast. I am your host, Jen, with a solo snippet today about the dark night of the soul. This is something that comes up a lot, especially if you're on a spiritual journey, if you're going through an awakening, if you're if you've been a coaching client of mine or you've been in any of my online programs, you would have heard me talk about my dark night of the soul before. I had a beautiful friend of mine reach out to me recently saying, "Hey, I think I'm having a dark night of the soul. Tell me a little bit about it. Like what 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 actually is it and how do I get through it?" And it's interesting because I think I had my first proper conscious dark night of the soul. And when I say conscious, like that's when I knew what I was actually going through at the time. It would have been around uh, late 2018. So I'd started studying hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. And then um, later in the year, I'd also started studying my NLP and doing masters and uh, my life coaching certification. And one of the facilitators of my NLP course really triggered the fuck out of me during the course. Um, you know, one of the things that came up throughout this course was, you know, we had to do the work on ourselves before we could go out and help anybody else. And I didn't realize this when I signed up for it at the time. And I'm obviously, you know, so glad with how everything worked out. But I got triggered as hell at the start of my NLP training because one of the facilitators said to me, he said, he called me out on some bullshit of my own. And he said, Jen, your whole life is a lie and no one is coming to save you. And that sent me into a downward spiral. I had a full fucking breakdown over his words, which was honestly the catalyst for me to change my whole entire life. And I got to a point where after he'd said those words during our training course in front of the group that, you know, I was with, I had suicidal ideation after that. I literally went home. I left the course early that day and I went home and I started writing letters to my children, letters to my friends and my family to say goodbye. I really, really struggled with those words. I struggled that everything that I was learning about in my NLP training, which was also 
um, it was, it went a little bit deeper than sort of your typical NLP training. There was a lot of, um, I guess, sort of like spiritual concepts in it, you know, really like deep levels of personal development beyond sort of like your standard training of neuro-linguistic programming. So I was in a really, really dark place and I just thought to myself, like, if I've got through, you know, to my, you know, my mid third, my early thirties at the time, and my whole life was a lie, what's the fucking point? And so many people get to a point of their life like this. So many people get sick of their own bullshit story that they have been living for so long or living a lie essentially because they want to be something or do something or have something. And there's an incongruency with who they're actually being externally as to what they're desiring internally. And that was my existence at the time. You know, during this, this, um, experience that I went through where I wanted to start studying hypnotherapy and really starting to step into the space of supporting people and becoming a therapist, becoming a coach, becoming a facilitator. There were so many parts of me that was desiring to help other people, but I didn't actually realize that I wanted to deep down heal my own stuff at the same time. It was just this way that, you know, the universe just presents itself so beautifully with, with opportunities. So my dark night of the soul, it was a very acute experience. It happened very quickly where I just got kind of thrown into this complete existential crisis, essentially, where I was like, what, what even is life? Like, what am I even doing here? Why, why am I bothering with any of this? And it's really interesting because at the time, I didn't really know much about the dark night of the soul. And I'd never actually seen the words Dark Knight of the Soul written down. So in my head, I actually thought it was Dark Knight, as in night with a K, as in K-N-I-G-H-T. Like this knight in shining armor is going to come riding in on a horse to save me in the dark of the night when I am balls deep in like the trauma and the mess and the blackness and the void and the darkness. And so I had this perception in my head that even though I was going through an absolute fucking shit show, this night was going to come and save me, but it wasn't anything external to me. It was something within me that was going to come through for me. So the perception that I had based on how I thought night was spelled was actually a whole different experience to what a lot of people experience when they're having a dark night of the soul, where it is the darkness, where it is the void. And, you know, we're here, we're spiritual beings having a human experience and we're human beings having a spiritual experience. We're actually both. So when we're here going through perhaps the awakening process, going through the the expansion of our consciousness and, you know, Side note here, there's a lot of people that talk about um, ascension. This is probably a whole different topic completely. And I get I get really activated and I really um, start to pull my clients up when they talk about, you know, ascending from like 3D to 4D to 5D to 12D. That's all well and good. Please understand though, that when we're talking about ascension, we're actually talking like the word ascension literally means to go up. When we remove 
um, time and space from our human experience and we're left with our spirit and we're left with our soul, remembering that on this 3D plane of earth, this is only where time and space exist. Our souls don't know time and space. So our souls don't actually know ascension because that's created by space and there is no such thing as space from a soul level. So what I like to try and remind people is that you're not actually ascending. You're not going upwards anywhere. You're not creating separation from people lower than you and you're raising higher. All you're doing is going into a deeper level of awareness within. And that's essentially your ascension process. That is your awakening. So anyway, I totally digress. That's just something I get really, really passionate about. But when I was going through this darkness within I allowed myself to be fully in it because I know that when we have those dark days or dark weeks or dark months, or it could be years, when we have the opportunity to go into the void within where there is so much, you know, sadness or anger or grief or whatever it is that feels uncomfortable, that feels dark, there is actually so much magic happening here. And I like to refer to it as, you know, being a seed that has been planted in the soil. If you think about a seed that's been planted in the soil, of course, it's full of darkness. It's not sprouted yet. It's got to go through, you know, the phase of of growing and then popping out the top of the soil to be able to bloom. And I'm always referring our experiences of life back to nature. I'm always, you know, referring to our cycles, you know, as women, whether it's through our menstrual cycles, whether it's through the cycles of the moon, whether it's through the cycles of, you know, the weather and the seasons, we're always going through cycles because at the end of the day, we are nature. And I always like to bring reference back to our breath as well, because our beautiful breath, like that life force energy that's constantly flowing through us. When we breathe in, when we inhale, we expand, we expand our chest, we expand our body. And then when we exhale, we contract and we close back in again. And life is like that. We're going to go through phases of expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction. And when we give ourselves the grace to go through this expansion and contraction of life and not be in a rush to get out of it. It's not like you purposely rush through your breath. You don't rush through the inhale to get to the exhale and you don't rush through the exhale to get back to the inhale. It just naturally flows. And when you can just be present with the breath within your body and the breath of life to be able to flow through you at its most natural pace, you're going to find harmony within your own being. So when it comes to the dark night of the soul, the dark night of the soul happens within the contraction, within the exhale, going back in again, going deeper inside. And then when you get ready to take the inhale and expand out again, you're ready to go back out into the world. When you're going through something like a dark night of the soul or a void or depression or something that's calling you inwards, it's really an opportunity to check in with what your beliefs are around going through this expression of self at the time. Because a lot of people that I've heard of try to get out of this feeling because it feels uncomfortable. And I've been there, done that, got the fridge magnet myself. There have been times where I've been so deep in discomfort 
that I'm like, I just want to get out of this. It's too uncomfortable. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And then I check in with myself and I check in with what I truly believe about my feelings. And this is where conscious awareness is such a powerful tool to have. Conscious self-awareness, because when you have the ability to check in with yourself and say, okay, well, what am I actually running from here? Is it, do I have a fear of feeling these things? What do I believe about these feelings that I'm experiencing that I'm perhaps making wrong or that I'm making up a story about or that I've coded as unsafe to feel? And when I talk about coding something as unsafe to feel, I'm talking about what's coded in your subconscious mind as safe and unsafe, survivable and unsurvivable. So it's the way in which we have been programmed throughout our whole entire lives through all of the pieces of information we've received to form all of our belief systems and all of our um, conditioning to say, okay, this means this and that means that and this is my truth. The good news is, is we have this beautiful thing called neuroplasticity where we're not stuck in our ways. We can create new neural pathways. We can change our belief systems and we can have a whole new experience of life. But we can only do that when we bring conscious awareness to what it is that we're actually feeling or that we're actually going through or we're actually trying to actually run away from. And this is why I am so passionate about people living a conscious life because a conscious life is where you know yourself, you know who you are, you know your values, you know your desires, you know your needs, you know your boundaries, and then you go about living in accordance with those to live a life of harmony, peace, and ultimately liberation. I mean, isn't that what we're all here for, to experience freedom of self, to just live life to its absolute fullest potential, but also to remember that we can't bypass the dark parts as well. We get to integrate those. We get to see them as part of the journey. In fact, when I go into a time of my life where it is a dark night of the soul. And it's not something that, you know, you sit down and plan, you put it in the calendar and be like, okay, cool. So next month between the fifth and the eighth, I'm having a dark night of the soul. And I'm just going to, you know, clear my calendar that day. These are the things that are going to come completely out of the blue at the best of times. It could be grief, completely unexpected grief, the loss of um, the loss of a person, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of a future that you had planned for that is no longer going to exist in the way that you thought it was going to. These, you know, these moments, like these dark nights of the soul are what shape us though. And when we give ourselves the grace to just be with our feelings, be in the fullest expression of the darkness, not try to run from it, not try to hide from it, but just allow it to be there to be part of who you are instead of making it wrong, to welcome it in, to sit in sacred ceremony with it and say, I see you darkness and I'm not afraid of you. Please show me what it is that I need to see. That's how you start to integrate all parts of yourself, welcoming all parts of yourself and ultimately living this most incredible, beautiful, connected, whole, liberated, conscious life. So I wanted to give you a few little takeaways around what you can do when you're experiencing a dark night of the soul, because I always like to give a little bit of like inspiration and also some tangibles to take away from these solo snippets where I can. So what I personally do if I'm going through a dark night of the soul is I recognize that I am just in a season right now. I give myself the grace to just 
cancel what I need to, whether it's social things, whether it's work things, whatever it is that I can get out of that I need to, I give myself the grace to just have time and space to be able to just be in it. Instead of saying, I don't have time to do this. I, I can't make myself available for this. I just know that deep down inside, my soul needs to reset. There is something going on which needs a recalibration and I'm here for it because I know through experience that that is where the magic is. I love journaling. Journaling is such a big part of my life. And I find that, you know, even though I don't need to do it every day or I don't want to do it every day, when I sit down to journal, it becomes like a sacred ceremony. So I'll light, you know, some Palo Santo. I'll have the diffuser going with some beautiful essential oils. I'll have a cacao. If it's at nighttime, I've got, you know, the pretty fairy lights on in my room. There's nice music playing. For me, journaling is a ceremony because it's me essentially sitting with myself, putting words onto paper about how I'm feeling, what it is that I'm going through. And what I find is that when I'm writing the words on the page, the messages that I need or the answers that I'm looking for are actually starting to come through before I even finish writing. So I find it such a therapeutic practice. I always make sure that I go out into nature. One of the one of the things that we can find ourselves doing is wanting to just hibernate inside and that's all well and good, but there is nothing quite like getting sun on your skin, getting fresh air, going for a swim in the ocean, jumping in a creek, putting your feet on the grass or feet feet and toes in the sand to just help you recalibrate and come back to yourself. There is so much that nature can provide for us as humans that we don't realize how powerful it is. So grounding is such a big part of this for me. I like to you know, generally make sure that my nutrition is on point because I truly believe that, you know, we are what we eat. What we put inside ourselves is you know, what our, what our cells become, which is what our body experiences. If we look at gut health, like, you know, there's talk about the gut being the second brain. Like there's so much that happens in our gut and that's all based on, you know, the, the food that we're essentially putting into our face holes. And so for me, I eat, you know, a plant-based diet. I'm vegan because I personally believe that if I put something dead in my body, I'm going to feel dead. So, you know, there's a lot of energy in, you know, the food that we consume. So when I'm going through something dark, I always make sure that, you know, as, as much as possible, my nutrition is on point. And also, if I feel like ice cream or if I feel like getting takeaway or if I feel like some loco love chocolate, then you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to give myself the grace to just eat whatever the fuck I want because it's so important to just be so gentle on yourself. And if that means breaking away a little bit from you know the norm just to feel some kind of comfort, then that's okay. One of the things I'm so mindful about is not to consume alcohol through these times because it's so easy to reach for things that we are either, we believe or we're conditioned to believe will actually support us. You know, that we've been so conditioned in our society around alcohol that just have a drink and it takes the edge off and, you know, have a drink and, you know, all your problems will disappear or have a vodka, it'll make you a better dancer. You know, there's so much social conditioning around alcohol. And my biggest, probably one of my biggest pieces of advice is if you're going through something dark, please don't add alcohol into it. Like there's, there's so much from an energetic perspective when it comes to alcohol and what it actually does to our system. 
um, that if you're going through something, be fully present with what it is, like be fully present with the darkness. The minute you start adding alcohol or any other substances, even if it's smoking weed, you're still trying to alter your state to get out of what you're in instead of just being present with yourself. One of the biggest things, I know that, I know that I'm making all of these the big things, but one of the biggest things is always come back to self-love. How can you just love yourself so fucking deeply through this process? Loving yourself like your own best friend, loving yourself like you love your children or your partner, loving yourself as if you are the only thing that matters in the world because it's true. And I always bring it back to, you know, how you're treating yourself, especially through these darker times, is that how you would treat a best friend? And I know this whole like the self-love thing is so wanky, like oh, you're going to be your own best friend. But honestly, I'm telling you it works. I've been in this space for a very long time and I know who I am now and the deepest, unconditional, most beautiful love that I hold for myself is the greatest gift that I've ever given to myself throughout my entire life. It's made me a better person, a better mom, a better friend, a better lover, a better human in life because of the love that I hold for myself. So get on board with the wanky stuff. Trust me, it works. Another thing that I recommend is to have little rituals in place. Now, this might be sitting down with a beautiful cacao. It might be breath work. It might be yoga. It might be gentle movement. It might be going for a run. It might be hiking a mountain. Hell, you could be skydiving to get yourself through this. Whatever that looks like for you, have things in your toolbox that you know that you can turn to when this stuff becomes present for you, that you can go, okay, yes, I'm going through some hard times. I've got some of my beautiful oils to roll on me, or I'm going to sit down with cacao. I'm going to put my favorite playlist on, and I'm just going to sit and be with my feelings. I always recommend people have an anchor when moving through anything. And so I have certain pillows and blankets that I use. Even if it's in the middle of summer, I'm going to make sure I have the air conditioning on and I'm going to sit with this blanket around me and I'm going to have this pillow in my arms that I'm cuddling to just rock back and forward with because I know that I have anchored in the energy that these, this is my safe place. And I teach my clients how to do this as well, especially when we're going through the deep, dark stuff of the growth work. You're going to want to have something that you feel so comforted by that you can turn to that feels like a warm hug. I always find as well that when I'm going through this process, it is very much a solo journey. And look, I, I am single, so I don't have a partner at this stage of my life to turn to be like, hey, can you hold space for me? And even when I have had partners in, the, in previous times, I've not wanted to have them help me get through this because I want to know that I can continue to regulate myself and that I don't have to rely on someone or something external to help pull me out of this, that I am safe in my own body with my own feelings in this season of my life to go through this darkness and come out the other side and be absolutely thriving through this. And another big part of this whole process is safety. So safety in being with yourself, safety with being with your own feelings. And this really needs to happen outside of you being in this darkness. So when you come out, like when you're in a stage of your life, perhaps that's now for you if you're not going through a dark night of the soul, if you're like, yeah, life's fucking good at the moment. 
I really invite you to do the work now to cultivate these practices, to know thyself, to get in touch with your feelings, to create these rituals, to have all of these tools in your toolbox that you can go to so that you're not scrambling for them going, shit, shit, shit. What were those things that I know that I needed to do um, when it does hit you? That it's already all in place, ready to go so that when you do enter this season, sometimes unbeknownst to you that it's actually going to just appear out of left center. When it does happen, you're like, oh, okay, I've actually got everything around me that I need to support myself through this process. And I'm going to give myself the grace to just feel it all. No matter what length of time it's going to take, I know that I'm safe to do this. Some other really beneficial things is like obvious things like meditation, hopping off social media, turning off your phone as much as possible. Like I said earlier, like just like disengaging from social interactions, but also perhaps letting people know, hey, I'm just going through something at the moment. I'm going through some darkness. I don't have the capacity to be a friend to you right now, or I don't have the capacity to hold space for you if you're going through something as well. I will let you know when I'm through this. So there's generally a lot of shame when we're going through a darkness. And I see this, I've, I've felt this in my own journey that it's like, oh, I'm a coach and I'm a therapist and I'm this and I'm that. I shouldn't be going through these feelings and what will people think of me? And then I have to remember that at the end of the day, I'm human. And just because I have tools in my tool belt to get me through, it doesn't mean I'm exempt from going through it. And I used to think that like I kind of got caught in that many, many years ago. I used to think to myself, I've got all the tools to get out of this. Why do I, why am I still in this? And it was almost like I, I just couldn't accept the fact that what I was going through was actually all part of the process and that I was kind of like the seed that had been planted and, you know, that I was getting ready to bloom again. And then I would bloom and then I would, you know, expand and then the leaves would fall off and I would die and I would go inwards and I would become the seed again. And that is the cycle of life, my friends. So you are so welcome to take a leaf out of my book before I actually knew what an actual dark night of the soul was. And perhaps you can see it as this knight in shining armor coming in to protect you, to show you that it's actually safe to be in the darkness, that don't be afraid of the dark. The dark is as part of you just as much as the light is. And you, when you allow yourself to integrate that into your being, to be whole and complete, as you are, I promise you, life is freaking magical. Anyway, I hope that has given you some takeaways to support you on this journey, whether you're going through a dark night of the soul now, or whether this is something that you know has been an occurrence for you before and no doubt will come up for you again. I truly hope that you've been able to take something away from this, either through my own personal experience or some of the ways in which um, I've mentioned that you can support yourself when you do go through this. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you're very welcome to on Instagram. My personal handle is at Jen Hamilton official and the podcast handle is in life and underscore podcast. So you can feel free to reach out to me anytime. I always love to hear from listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you love the Enlightened podcast and the biggest compliment you can give me is subscribing to this podcast, sharing it and leaving a rating and review. 
Feel free to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Jen Hamilton Official. And the podcast handle is Enlightenment underscore podcast. You can also find the video version on YouTube on my channel. Just search Enlightenment and don't forget to hit subscribe. Have a beautiful day and enjoy living the enlightened journey of life.